Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to this weekly Torah study from New Beginnings Church in Bedford, Texas, taught by Pastor Scott Sigmund. We pray this message will help you better understand how God's Old Testament wisdom and New Testament revelation are meant to jointly fit together. Yeah, blow the trumpet. Blow the shofar. It's a weapon of our warfare, and God hears it, and we hear it, and it means many things. It's that wake-up call we talked about. It's announcing the coming of the king, and it's announcing our reward. This is reward season. And so for all that good stuff that you've been involved with, all the good stuff you've been doing to spread the gospel, share the love, God is going to reward your life for all of that good seed sown. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing. Amen. Say amen with me. Amen. Amen. Well, Gerald, are we ready to rock and roll? Do we got the Zoom turned on? Amen. Well, welcome Zoom family and uh, New Beginnings family. Thank you guys for coming. Uh, We're in the Torah study this morning. Uh, And before we get started, uh, let me uh, say happy Grandparents Day. It's National Grandparents Day today. Do we have any grandparents in the house? I see that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand, and my hand. I'm a grandparent. And so we've got a special presentation in the uh, uh, main service here uh, after praise and worship uh, that's just going to blow your mind. It's uh, a, a neat thing, that, uh, so don't miss that. Uh, but anyway, so today, Torah study, uh, we're uh, in a double portion today, uh, Torah studies 51 and 52 out of Deuteronomy 29 through 31, and uh, in this uh, particular study, uh, we read one of the greatest verses in all the Bible. Uh, And it's worth looking a little bit deeper into this particular scripture found in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. If you have your Bible, uh, turn over to Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. And here's what it says. It says, Today I have given you the choice between life and death between blessings and cursings. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Amen this morning. Now this originally is a word to Israel. But uh, it's a a God-breathed, God-inspired scripture that applies to you and I today. And God is calling us uh, to understand and recognize that uh, there are blessings and cursings that lead to life or lead to death. And it's based so much on the choices we've made. Amen? Amen. 
And God is saying today, choose life. Amen. How many of you choose life today? And we're going to talk about that. Uh, and so this is a theme that comes up throughout the Bible. Uh, it's the theme of life. Uh, God is full of life. He is life. Amen. And at the very center of our relationship with the Lord is this thing called life. Everybody say life. And uh, it embodies not only eternal life, I'm turning my phone down, I'm getting hit up with texts. Amen. Uh, but also it embodies abundant life. So here we have uh, at the center of our Christianity two major things at work. Eternal life that we'll receive now but experience in the world to come. And abundant life down here on the ground while we're still around. Amen. Look, the most famous verse in all the Bible, you, if you watch any football today, you'll probably see a guy in the end zone with a big John 3.16 sign. Hopefully we'll see that. I love seeing that. Especially in the old days, the guy with the multicolored wig and uh, uh, couldn't miss him. But the most famous verse in all the Bible, of course, is John 3.16, and it speaks to this concept, this uh, promise of life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. If, if the only thing that Jesus ever did was die on the cross at Calvary, shed his blood so that our sins could be forgiven, and the only promise was eternal life, we couldn't praise him enough. Hallelujah. We couldn't thank him enough. We couldn't be grateful enough for eternal life. Because as the song Amazing Grace says, when we've been there, we're in heaven, 10,000 years, it'll be like we just begun. So that sums up a big chunk of the gospel message, and especially from the New Testament. But it's kind of a sister scripture, a companion scripture to Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. And this is the ultimate purpose of our faith. This is the ultimate purpose of what forgiveness is meant to accomplish. What redemption is all about. Receiving eternal life. How many of you have received eternal life? Amen? Come on. And uh, this all comes through accepting, believing, and choosing to live your life serving God and loving God. He is the God of all gods and the King of all kings, and he's represented through the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So uh, it's that decision uh, when you have that altar call experience uh, 
and you ask the Lord to forgive you and come into you. This is what leads to eternal life. Uh, and it's important to know on Grandparents' Day, you grandparents and parents as well, even aunts and uncles, brothers and sisters, but it is Grandparents' Day, the decision that you and I have made to serve the Lord and to love the Lord with all of our heart, with all of our strength, with all of our mind, not only impacts you, it not only impacts me, but uh, it impacts our children and it impacts our grandchildren. Amen. That decision of choosing life, choosing eternal life is passed down. Now, they still need to make their own decision, but with you standing in the gap, believing God, praying uh, against all powers and principalities, praying the blessing of God on their life makes an impact. It makes a difference, doesn't it? Amen. And it's definitely something worth fighting for. You've all heard about fighting the good fight of faith. Fighting the good fight of faith is a scripture that not only talks about fighting for yourself, but what about your loved ones? Amen. What about those people in your network? Amen. You may be the only one that's praying for anybody. God, open the eyes of their understanding. Father, I bind the devil from blinding their minds, and I pray that they would receive Jesus as Lord. Amen. That kind of prayer coming out of your heart is so powerful. Amen. And so, uh, you know, praise God. He's a good God. Right? He's not only given us access to everlasting life, he's also given us access to abundant life. And the reason I say he's given us access is because a lot of the ex experiencing these things comes by your choice. Amen. Choose ye this day who you'll serve. Choose ye this day between life and death, between blessing and cursing. Amen. So abundant life includes eternal life, doesn't it? Uh, but it also includes being blessed in the here and now, in this present world. Amen. Turn over uh, with me to John 10, verse 10. One of the uh, uh, other companion scriptures to our main text out of Deuteronomy. Uh, we started in Deuteronomy 30, 19, Louis, and we went through John 3, 16. Now we're in John 10, 10, and I'll just read the uh, part B where Jesus says, I have come that they may have life. Amen. And that they may have it, what's the it? That life more abundantly. The Living Bible says, uh, and this again is Jesus speaking, my purpose is to give life in all its fullness. And the complete Jewish Bible says, I have come so that they may have life, life in its fullest measure. 
Amen? This is uh, uh, another way of God saying, I set before you life and death. Choose life. Choose my way of living. Choose my life divine so that you can experience life in all its fullness. Now, I'd like to be able to say all of that happens by Friday. <laughs> but, uh, and some of it will, right? Just don't look for the problems in life. Look for the promises, amen? Your focus, your choice on what you focus on oftentimes is what leads you in the right direction or the wrong direction. That's your vision. A man or a woman who's lost sight of the, the promise is probably focused on the problem. Amen? It's okay to identify the problem, and then you go to work on the problem by declaring the promises of God. Amen? And so, today's theme is life. The, the, the title of the sermon is Living the High Life, but not uh, H-I-G-H, High Life, C-H-A-I Life. It's a Hebrew word, hai, C-H-A-I. And uh, it, it, it means to live, to keep alive, to revive and repair and restore and be whole. Amen? The, uh, this Hebrew word, hai, is often worn as jewelry. When you go to Israel, one of the famous uh, shopping streets uh, near the old city is Ben Yuda Street. And, uh, oh, there you go, uh, Living Water. And uh, in all the gift shops, you'll always see this little jewelry piece with uh, uh, the word high on it. It's a combination of two letters. And uh, it just uh, is a symbol for saying, I have the life of God in me. How many of you have the life of God in you today? Amen. And so it, it represents that we value life. We have a culture of life. Yeah, things may be dying out there, here, there, and everywhere, but in, within us, we're renewed and restored day by day through the life of God and the living Word of God. One of the common uh, toasts, sometimes you'll hear the word mazel tov, congratulations, uh, but like normally at uh, Shabbat when uh, you receive the juice or the wine at Shabbat or you do another type of toast, the, uh, the uh, common phrase you say is, L'chaim! L'chaim! And uh, that uh, word, L'chaim, is another form of this word, high, And it means to life! Amen? That you and I would live an abundant life, a blessed life, have a quality life, a prosperous life, an influential life, a meaningful life. Lachaim! Everybody say it. Lachaim! And then you kind of get the hang of rolling some of the, the uh, letters there. Lachaim! Amen. 
So God wants us to live the high life, not the Miller high life, <laughs> but the God kind of life, the high life, C-H-A-I, look that up. The Greek word for life is zoe. And the first time I ever heard the word Zoe was when Frank Zappa named his daughter Zoe, you know, a hundred years ago. And I, what the heck is that? Zoe, who ever heard of that? What happened to Sally, Jane, Sue? <laughs> but uh, yeah, God has come to give us a Zoe life. And that Zoe life, that Greek word uh, Zoe, means the God kind of life. Is somebody getting a picture here? How many of you choose the God kind of life today? Amen. It's a fullness of life. It's a blessed life. It's an abundant life. And it's not just eternal life in heaven. It's an abundant life here down on the ground, like we said. As long as we're still around. Uh, it, it, I've, I've read different articles on this, and one article said it means a lifetime of life. A lifetime of life. How many of you have found since you gave your life to the Lord that your life has been improving incrementally? That you're further along today than you were 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 1 year ago. That's kind of the growth, the maturity of the Christian life. That the Word of God, which is alive and full of power, gets into our spirit, gets into our soul. And we begin to have the God kind of life, the God kind of faith. And we're seeing things the way that God sees things, not the way that the devil wants us to see things. And instead of being problem-oriented, we're solutions-oriented. We're promise-oriented. And we're speaking the promises. We're working the Word. And we're seeing that that Word becomes alive. It grows like a seed. As a, a farmer, a gardener, puts seed in the ground, and eventually that little tiny seed grows into a harvest of life. Who's ever experienced and is experienced Experiencing a harvest of life. Amen. Good choice. Amen. Good choice. Uh, when Jesus said abundant life, abundance means to be above. Beyond what is regular. Extraordinary exceedingly abundantly beyond what you and I could ask or think the Bible says and uh, this includes an abundance of spiritual blessing amen how many of you uh, experience the love of God how many of you experience the forgiveness of God how many of you are experiencing the wisdom and counsel of God in your life? That you have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. How many of you are walking in His divine purpose? Amen? How many of you feel a sense of divine destiny? Come on, somebody. 
Yeah, there's an abundant life, uh, but there, or excuse me, there's an eternal life concept attached to that. But it's also an abundant life that daily we are renewed and refreshed and encouraged and inspired by the things of God, the Word of God, and it's producing life in our spirit, life in our soul. Oh, come on, somebody, say amen. So there's the spiritual side. There's also the physical side, the financial side, the family side as well. Thank God for divine favor with men. Amen. Have you spoken that promise over your life lately? Right? You're, at, uh, you're in the workplace or you're uh, involved in some kind of financial situation or legal situation and all of a sudden you realize, you know what? God says, I am blessed and highly favored. Father, thank you that in this situation that I'm going through, I am blessed and highly favored and you're able even to make my enemies to favor me. I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tried that once, but it didn't work. <laughs> Knock and keep on knocking. Ask and keep on asking. Amen. Seek and keep on seeking. And that includes divine prosperity. Well, I tithed once and nothing worked. Yeah, well, the devil is out there trying to resist you from experiencing the blessed life and the abundant life. So you got to be diligent and you got to keep fighting the good fight of faith. You've got to be convinced that I'm making the right choice here. It may not look like everything's lining up, but I know I serve a God who loves me and favors me. And behind the scenes, he's causing all things to work together. It includes divine health. Amen. Just uh, watching Pastor Tiz for the last few years, fighting the good fight of faith, refusing to give in, refusing to let the doctor's report be the final word, understanding I have the life of God in me, the healing power of God in me, the power of the blood, the power of the cross, the power of the word working in me. Satan, I bind you. I bind the spirit of infirmity. And you can take that into any realm you want. It's so much more we could get into. But this is how the high life works. Amen? It's the Zoe life. And Jesus purchased this high life, this Zoe life, through his precious blood. So it's part of our covenant. We have a covenant agreement, a covenant promise. You've chosen to enter into a covenant with the Most High God. And those covenant promises are yes and amen to anyone who will believe. Do we have any believers in the house? It's part of our inheritance. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what an inheritance is, right? It's something that someone else uh, earned 
and pass down to you. How did I get this $20,000? Because your, your mama, your daddy, your grandma, your grandpa, somebody left you as the beneficiary. You're the beneficiary of every blood-bought promise in the Bible. And that's why you can live the high life. Amen? That's why you can have your mind set on living a lifetime of light. Yeah, do we go through stuff? Of course. But we don't, uh, we don't live in the valley of the shadow of death. We go through the valley of the shadow of death and continue to walk in faith. Walk by faith, not by sight. Walk with a, 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 a divine purpose, a divine vision that God is for me. Who can be against me? That's your confession of faith. That's your confession of life. Turn and tell somebody, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Pastor Rick Renner, now I have two sparkling gems, part one and part two. You know, a thousand pages of wisdom. And uh, in, in his devotional, Sparkling Gems, this is what he says about John 10.10. 10. He gives an expanded version. He says, and again, this is Jesus talking to you and I. I came that they might have, keep, and constantly retain a vitality, gusto, vigor, and zest for living that springs up from deep down inside. Does that resemble anybody in the house today? I came that they might embrace this unrivaled, unequal, matchless, incomparable, richly loaded, and overflowing life to the maximum. Imagine if they taught that in school for 12 years. Yeah, some schools do. And the people that grow up on this, and even if you start like I did at 30 years old is when I started learning all of this, all of a sudden, boom, 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 all of the evil things that the devil had meant for your life begin to diminish decrease. Why? Because the Spirit of God and the Word of God, the promises of God, the vision that God has is increasing all the time, day by day, line upon line, precept upon precept. The promises of God are overpowering what the devil meant for evil and God is turning it around. How many of you have found that to be true? Thank God for the high life. C-H-A-I. The high, high life. It's that Zoe life. And every believer has that deposited in their spirit. Amen? But it's our job to choose to cultivate it. And this is a lot of times where uh, different 
church teachings confuse people because uh, some people get the teaching, there's nothing you have to do. Excuse me? Of course there's things you have to do if you want to experience the high life. You just can't sit on your backside and just expect everything just to happen automatically by some magical uh, uh, process of osmosis. Right? You got to work the word. You got to speak the promises. You got to be involved in prayer. You got to know more about the word than the Dallas Cowboys if you're a football fan. We could go on and on. But the, the good news is, is that we're realizing that within us, we have a spiritual DNA. And that DNA that has been embedded in us is the high life, the life of God, the ability to experience and manifest the life of God is in each and every one of us. Amen? And that's what today's teaching in Deuteronomy is getting at. I've set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore, choose life. Choose the high life. Choose the Zoe life. So that you, and this is for grandparents and parents alike on National Grandparents Day, so you and your children might live amen so there's a hand-me-down effect amen and so if we're going to live the high life if we're going to be spiritually successful and financially productive we have to understand that the choices we're making either lead us this way or that way we're either being led to the blessed life or we're being led to a cursed life? A successful life or a life of failure? Who chooses a successful life? A prosperous life? A joyful life? A peace-filled life? A life of favor? A life of promises manifesting in our lives? God's emphatically telling us, choose life! Choose eternal life. Well, I did that once seven years ago. I'll do it. Might, might want to lather, rinse, and repeat on that. Choose abundant life. But it doesn't feel like anything's happening. Yeah, you're probably during stalk time. You've planted the seed. You're waiting for the harvest. What do I do between believing and receiving? You stand. And having done all, you stand. And you work the Word and confess the Word and pray and seek the Lord. And you just stand in faith believing that one day I planted good seed into good soil. This thing's going to manifest. It might not happen by Friday, but it is going to happen. And you lather, rinse, repeat. Right? You continue to make the right choices. 
you continue to reaffirm and restate throughout your whole life what it is you believe, what it is you're standing on, what are the promises of God that pertain to your unique situation. If that old wily devil keeps harassing and vexing you, pick up the pace. Amen? Pick up your confession. Pick up your prayer life. You just don't go through as a casual Christian. How many of you are on easy street today? I don't see any hands. Because as long as we're in this world, the devil's going to uh, pull out every stop he can think of to try to stop you uh, 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 from experiencing the blessing. But greater is he that is in us. Greater is the power, greater is the promises, greater is the word of the living God that is living in me and it comes up deep from within my spirit and soul and it waters my life, it waters my children, it waters my grandchildren, it waters my destiny. Amen? Who's experienced some of that and know what I'm saying is true? Amen. I worked up a sweat. Gospel aerobics. Amen. So here, here's three ways we can live the high life. And again, not H-I-G-H, but C-H-A-I, the high life, the life of God. Amen. Number one, choose life. Number two, speak life. And number three, live life. Choose life, speak life, and live life. Let's talk about the first. Choose life. This is our main scripture from today. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Let me read uh, verses 19 and 20 from the New Living. It says, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God. Okay, there's a clue. By obeying Him and committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give you your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Or if you're only a New Testament person, uh, if you love and obey the Lord, you'll live a long, abundant life just as Jesus promised in John chapter 10, verse 10. What we're talking about is the blessed life. We're talking about a quality of life, an abundant life here in this present world that one day will lead you into eternal life. And it begins by choosing. You choose to put God first. You choose to love Him with all your heart. You choose to serve Him with all your heart and soul. Amen? How many of you have chosen that? 
How many of you would re-choose that again today? And you'll re-choose it every day for the rest of your life. Amen. That'll lead to life. And something important for us to distinguish uh, here is when you make this kind of quality decision, it means you're making a commitment to your Bible, to the Word of God. God's Word is the bread of life. Amen? Jesus said, man shall not live by CeCe's pizza alone. Or in my case, Jersey Mike's. That's how I tease Lydia. What do you want for dinner? Jersey Mike's. I keep rinsing and repeating that same thing, and she thinks I'm a nutcase. God's word is the bread of life. Amen? And Jesus said that his words are spirit and life. John 6, 63. My words are spirit. My words are life. How many of you have the word of God working in you? Then you have life working in you. Amen? So what's the point? When you fall in love with Jesus, you're falling in love with his word just as well. Amen? And that leads us to number two, speak life. Amen? Speak life over your life. One of the famous scriptures is out of Proverbs 18.21. This is from the Message Bible. Uh, you've heard it, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Here's how the Message Bible says it. Proverbs 18.21. Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Ah, so you can see right here the abundant life that leads to eternal life is in many ways based on our choices and especially how we're speaking over our life. Words kill. A destiny, words kill a marriage, words kill a family, words kill uh, your finances, your future, your destiny, or they'll give that destiny life. How many of you want more life in your destiny? Well, then consider your words. They're either poison or fruit, the Bible says. And guess what? You control this. So, yeah, and during the season of the shofar, Andy blew the shofar for 40 days. We blow the trumpet in Zion leading up to the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. Uh, a big chunk of this season uh, is built around the theme of Teshuvah, to return to God, to repent of our shortcomings. And this is a perfect time to let the shofar awaken our spirits to see if we're speaking life or death. Are we speaking words that kill or words that give life? Now, just because you say something that seemingly uh, uh, is killing, it doesn't necessarily mean that things just happen at the snap of a finger. They could. Uh, but over time, you build a mindset of optimism or pessimism, of seeing God's best or thinking that 
I can only have the worst. And so may the Lord help us, especially during this 40-day season, to be self-aware enough. You don't want to be the last to know. Dude, do you realize how you talk? You're killing yourself and you don't even know it. So, Lord, help us be self-aware enough to understand how our words are directing our life. And may we be filled with faith-filled words, words of love, words of peace, words of vision, words of wisdom. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, uh, praise God. Number three, live your life. Don't waste it or watch it go by. Live your life. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 5. In Ephesians 5, verse 15 and 16, this is from the New Living. It says, Be careful how you live. Be careful how you live. Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise and make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Amen? So live your life in such a way that you have eyes to see and ears to hear the opportunities that God has out there for you and learn how to take advantage of them. Make the most of them. Hallelujah. Live your life in such a way that people will remember you. And they'll remember you because they remember the love of God shining through you. Your family will remember the love of God shining through. Your church will remember the love of God shining through. And so forth. Live your life so you'll be remembered as one who is walking in integrity, walking in honesty, with a kindness and a compassion, with qualities of faithfulness. Come on, somebody. A dependable person, a reliable person who lives their life with a sense of optimism, a sense of joy, the joy of the Lord. And that you're the person that is growing in spiritual wisdom. You're growing in your sensitivity and discernment where you're able to size things up smartly and efficiently so that you don't get duped into going the wrong way. Because if you listen to the wrong voice, inevitably you'll what? You'll make the wrong choice. And I just love this. Live as a force for God. Everybody can do it in their own unique way. Okay? You don't have to be as quiet as me. <laughs> you don't have to be as reserved as me. I'm more of a wallflower type. Uh, introvert. 
But if you're an extrovert, go for it with all your heart, with all that passion, with all that love for God. Live as you are convinced that the Bible is true and it's true for me. And I'm going to live every day of my life believing that God has my best interest in heart. He's always working behind the scenes to work things out. There may be things that seem impossible by the natural eye, but Father, thank you I have have the eye of faith and I can see beyond the natural into the supernatural and know you're going to make all things work out. We claim that for our lives, for our marriages, for our children, our grandchildren, for Pastor Tiz, for uh, 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 Don, Cole, and all of our church family, all of our family at home, your extended family. We bind the devil, we rebuke every evil plan, and we release the Holy Ghost and power, the living Word of God, every blood-bought promise of God into their lives that brings eternal life and abundant life, and we claim that in the name and by the blood of our Savior Jesus. Amen this morning. We'll give the Lord a big praise. God is good. Every head bowed, every eye closed. No, just, we're not going to do an altar call. We're just going to receive that this morning, that that's for me and my house. We're serving the Lord so we can expect the best. Amen. Amen. So God bless you. God love you. Today is Grandparents Day. There's a special gift for grandparents. We're going to have refreshments after the main service. There'll be a photo booth to take if your grandkids are here. Uh, and uh, we just celebrate you on National Grandparents Day. God love you. God bless you. And remember, next week is the apples and honey service to celebrate the biblical new year, Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year. Amen.